This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about settlement solutions, litigation, mediation, and structured financial security from Ringler, the largest and most experienced company of settlement consultants in the United States. Ringler has been helping injured people and their families since 1975. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by American General, Liberty Mutual, MetLife, Mutual of Omaha, New York Life, Pacific Life, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello and welcome to Ringler Radio, everyone. I'm Larry Cohen, head of Ringler's Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, it's a sobering statistic that U.S. deaths from drug overdoses increased from 52,000 in 2015 to 63,000 in 2017. And two-thirds of those drug deaths involved opioids. And here on Ringo Radio, we've been covering the onset of the opioid crisis and the heartache it's caused, uh, the litigation, and uh, all of that, we've been covering it in depth. And today, we're going to have an update on this terrible epidemic and learn how a law firm has joined forces with a state attorney general to try to put a halt to this devastating crisis through litigation. And joining me today as my co-host is my friend and Ringler colleague, Heather Anderson, from our Birmingham, Alabama office. Heather joined Ringler in May 2009 after spending 12 years in the structured settlement industry, both on the administrative and consultant level. With that, welcome to the show, Heather. It's always great to have you as a co-host. Thanks, Larry, and it's just great to be with you again. Terrific. Well, our first guest today is attorney Ron Jones from the Beasley Allen Law Firm in Montgomery, Alabama. Ron heads up the firm's toxic torts section, and Beasley Allen has recently joined with Alabama Attorney General Steve Marshall in filing a lawsuit on behalf of the state of Alabama against opioid manufacturer Purdue Pharma. And in the action, Ron will be acting as Deputy Attorney General. Uh, That sounds like pretty heady stuff, Ron. Welcome to the show. Yeah, thank you for having me, and it is indeed an honor to represent the state of Alabama. Absolutely, Ron. Well, according to the National Survey on Drug Use and Health, in 2015, 11.5 million people misused these powerful opioid painkillers, and almost 2 million reported full-fledged opioid addiction. Now we're witnessing a collective effort to fight back to try to end this opioid epidemic, and with that, let's discuss how the crisis is being handled in the state of Alabama with you, Ron. We're going we're gonna to have a good discussion here on this today. Uh, yes, Larry, and it is a full-blown crisis. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, we have uh, Alabama citizens that are, that are dying literally daily uh, from overdose, overdoses related to heroin, uh, fentanyl, uh, opioids. And a little bit of a misconception out there is that uh, you know, these are, are drug addicts or, or criminals or ne'er-do-wells. And uh, really, the truth is, uh, a lot of these folks uh, were prescribed an opioid uh, for a back injury or for some surgery or illness. And the things are so addictive that uh, when you start using them, uh, it's very easy to become addicted. And, and that can lead to uh, physical sickness, you know, when, you, when you're not getting uh, the opioids as you as you had, maybe your prescription runs out, and so it oftentimes leads to these horror stories that you just see uh, all across the country, especially in Alabama, resulting in these overdoses and deaths. No question about it. 
So, Ron, Beasley Allen is representing multiple local governments in Alabama. Is that is that correct? Against both manufacturers and distributors of opioids? That is correct, uh, Heather. And really, the local governments are the front line of this. You know, your your local sheriff, uh, your your local government is facing this daily. And as everyone knows, local government funds and budgets are stretched. Uh, as it is. And when you throw in um, incarceration cost, uh, medical cost, uh, you know, emergency personnel, uh, it's just a terrible strain on the budget of these local governments. And uh, we believe all this is caused by uh, the manufacturers, the distributors, uh, even pharmacies who are allowing these uh, opioids to be diverted uh, from what is arguably their proper use uh, to an improper use. You, yeah, you know, Ron, it's very interesting. You're uh, you're so right about that. Uh, I'll give you a little personal story. I, I, I had a little neck problem, and I, I, I was going away for the weekend, and we, I went to a doctor to get uh, some pain pills to put me through the weekend, and, and that would be fine. And he prescribed me some uh, an opioid drug, and uh, instead of five or six of these things, he, he gave me 50, 50 for a two- or three-day usage. So uh, it was obviously a, it was a signal to me that, that a lot of these uh, physicians are, are really overselling these, these, these drugs to, to the public uh, and and obviously, to some degree, it's it's pushed by the pharmaceutical company manufacturers that make them, and uh, it, it raised a lot of issues in my mind. And uh, I know my wife refused to throw them, you know, down the, in, in the garbage. She crushed them up and threw them down the drain because she was concerned about somebody getting their hands on them and misusing them. So, uh, it's I think it's happening all over the place. It really is, Larry. And what you say is uh, is right on point. Um, Everyone listening to this is going to have a loved one or a friend of a loved one who has had some sort of issue with opioids. Uh, it could be something as simple as what you had where, where obviously you were, you were prescribed too many. Uh, thank goodness you didn't take them all. Uh, you know, you could have become addicted. Uh, thank goodness you disposed of them in a proper way. But uh, from the manufacturer to the distributor to the pharmacy, uh, there's no doubt we have a crisis in this country. And, you know, we need to come up with real solutions uh, to have fewer of these pills uh, out there. And we need to have uh, more efforts and funds put towards uh, rehabilitation and treatment of those who unfortunately uh, become addicted and then turn to whatever source uh, they can to get the drug. A, a lot of people are not aware of this, but uh, an opioid in its, in its, you know, in its regular state uh, is extremely similar uh, in chemical makeup to heroin. So uh, the, the, the problem here and the driving uh, point of this litigation is that uh, not only are there too many pills, but uh, they're often prescribed in instances when they don't need to be. And this is a result of, of manufacturers, the big pharma, uh, pushing opioids on the general public, including doctors, uh, in the early 2000s, uh, when they knew that these were addictive and and were just simply not proper uh, for the uses they were uh, that they were prescribing them for. Well, you know, it's it's no surprise that greed has been around for a long, 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 long time, and uh, it's raising its head here as well. Ron, how did you end up teaming up with uh, 
Steve with Steve Marshall, the Alabama Attorney General, and 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 when you did that, what what did you envision this litigation to be about? Were, were you were you considering a multi district litigation, an MDL kind of a, an approach to this uh, to this dilemma? Yeah, well, our firm, uh, Larry, has done a lot of work for states over the years on various uh, legal claims. So our firm handling this was was kind of a good fit. And then uh, me personally, I had represented uh, for our firm the state of Alabama in the BP litigation, and you know that was that was pretty successful for the state. And so it was kind of a natural uh, there to uh, cross over from uh, that representation in uh, against BP to this uh, opioid matter. And so uh, we were, you know, like I say, fortunate uh, to be retained, honored to be retained, and uh, we're working hard for Alabama. And as far as the MDL. Uh, once the MDL was formed in Cleveland with a fantastic judge there, Judge Polster, uh, you know, we knew that's where discovery was going to be centralized and where a lot of the work would be uh, done. And so, you know, we embraced the concept, uh, which I think lawyers should do. Uh, it's more effective. It's more efficient. And so uh, we are, you know, we're participating fully in the, uh, in the MDL process. Ron, it just seems there's no demographic when it comes to opioid use or abuse. Um, and even if the drugs prescribed, you know, for a legitimate medical reason, like Larry was mentioning his situation earlier, there seems there's a high propensity for addiction. And, you know, some are claiming that that's due to actual deceptive marketing tactics to the prescribers, to the doctors themselves. Is that part of your litigation? Uh, yes, Heather, it is a major part of the litigation. Uh, we believe that it will be shown with, with really without any doubt that uh, multiple manufacturers knew uh, that these opioids were very, very addictive and they were pushing them uh, to doctors when they knew better. Uh, greed and sales, I think, just got the best of them. And, and there's, you know, there's ample evidence showing that uh, they were doing things that were improper in the manner in which they uh, uh, informed physicians uh, about what the drugs would do. And just generally, uh, you, you know, I don't know another way to put it. I mean, they, they were just coming up with this false propaganda uh, to to sell uh, the opioids, so it is certainly a major part of what this litigation is about. Amazing, and you know, you know, Ron, the misuse of opioids has really cost thousands of lives, and this is what's uh, so sad about all this. And and you're right, as the opioids run out and they become a little more expensive, a lot of these people now addicted are turning to heroin, and and it, it's it's a mess in in so many places, and so many lives have been uh, have been ruined. So. We we look to people like yourself who are trying to fight back on these issues to, to maybe change the course of where we're going. What would you say is, uh, first of all, the outcome you're looking for in the litigation ultimately, and, and what's the hope for change that emanates from the litigation if it's successful? Sure, Larry. I think... Uh you know, first off, and, and this is obvious, the states, uh, and, and the federal government for that matter, from what we hear lately, the states are certainly going to want to be compensated for harm that's occurred in the past. But to me, uh, as important and perhaps more importantly, uh, we need to have a framework for a solution going forward. Uh, there need to be There needs to be funds that are set aside for uh, comprehensive education, uh, rehabilitation, you know, effective treatment for rehabilitation. These are these are our Alabama citizens of every of every strata. 
Uh, for, you know, so these uh, these people uh, hopefully can uh, go through uh, rehabilitation and treatment and not uh, die and and become uh, productive, you know, Alabama citizens. And and that's happening, you know, all across the country. So my hope ultimately is for a national solution. Uh, and, and, and we can hopefully press the reset button on a lot of the things that these manufacturers and distributors have done, change the number of uh, pills, that, I mean, reduce the number of pills that are out there, change the manner in which they're being prescribed and marketed and distributed, and uh, obtain funds to really make things better for uh, the people that are in the in the throes of, of this addiction. Well, you know, without the good work of lawyers like yourself, I mean, a lot of the things that have benefited American citizens over the years, whether it has to do with uh, faulty products or, or things like this, where, where, where there are obvious needs for uh, a need for uh, some kind of a re- restitution and a resolution, whether it's tobacco litigation or whether it's the opioid problem. And without the fight brought by folks like you, Ron, uh, you know, we wouldn't have the kind of success we're having. So I, I commend you for that. And I, th- I think our audience obviously does as well. And uh, we want to thank you very much for, sh- for sharing your thoughts here today on Ringler Radio. So with that, Ron, if someone wanted to get in touch with you to discuss any of this, how would they do that? Sure. They can go to our uh, website, which is www.beasleyallen.com, uh, or they can just call our office, uh, 334-269-2343. And uh, thank you so much for having me on, and hopefully we can make a difference. Absolutely, Thanks, and uh, thank you, Ron, and uh, good luck with uh, with everything you're doing. It's uh, it's as they say down there, it's the Lord's work. Thanks a lot. Yes, Amen. Thank you very much. Well, that's terrific. Uh, and Heather, if someone wanted to contact you, how would they do that? Well, they can certainly um, search me on ringlerassociates.com, R-I-N-G-L-E-R associates.com. I'm Heather Anderson out of the Birmingham office. I'm also in Houston, Texas. Um, or they can certainly reach me at two zero five. Nine one five eight three nine nine. Well, that's terrific. And uh, if you're looking for Heather Anderson, you can go to the Ringler Associates website, or you can look for any other of the Ringler Associates who all are on that website. And that website has a lot of great information about structured settlements and uh, a lot of the issues that we talk about all the time here on Ringler Radio. And, of course, if you want to listen to any Ringler Radio show, you know, we've done hundreds, uh, they're all there on ringlerradio.com. You can find them. Or you can look uh, on iTunes. All of the shows are on iTunes. You can listen at your leisure or on uh, LegalTalkNetwork.com. So we have a lot of sources for you to listen to these shows. There's a lot of great information. Uh, the subject matter is all laid out, and uh, I recommend you do that. It's, uh, I think it's educational for everybody. And, Heather, thanks for being a great co-host. Thanks very much, Larry. Terrific. Always a pleasure. And all the rest of you out there, go have a great day. Bye-bye. This is Ringler Radio. Brought to you from Ringler, the nation's leading provider of fair settlement solutions. Did you know that Ringler is involved in a third of all structured settlement cases in the country? Ringler advisors work with all the parties in a lawsuit settlement to find the best possible financial solution for the people involved. Everybody wins. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network. Its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer.
Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. Celebrating more than a decade of podcasting and over 2 million listeners. Think of Ringler, the objective settlement advisors with more than 140 consultants in 60 cities nationwide. Visit ringlerassociates.com today.